Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel. I hope that you are being blessed because I'm being blessed being able to bring these revelations to you because I know how important they are in the economy of God and your life spiritually as a believer to understand the priesthood of Melchizedek. Because understand what the Bible says, as he is in heaven, so are we on earth. As he is in heaven, so are we on earth. Now, since the Bible is very clear, what he is in heaven now is a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8. There's a lot that has to talk about the priestly ministry of Jesus post the resurrection. He ever lived to make intercession for us. That intercession happens within the realm of his, of his assignment as our royal high priest. Therefore, understanding his priestly ministry is important because that is how he's administering everything he died for on our behalf here on earth today. Praise God. So on last broadcast, we began talking about the defining the order of Melchizedek, defining it. Because if you cannot define something, you can quantify it. And what you cannot quantify, you can apply to your life. It remains mystical, ethereal, but does not really change your life. And I'm after changing your life. Understanding the order of Melchizedek has been a game changer for my life and ministry. It has changed me completely. Well, for, 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 uh, for one thing, it changed the theological quagmire or struggle I used to have between ministry and business. I, always, I was always born with this business gene, the desire to do business, the desire to do stuff in the marketplace that cannot be placed under the so-called uh, so so ministry. They could not be placed under that. You know, but at the same time, I had a desire to see the glory come down, miracles take place, people get delivered, I get to teach the word, people begin to understand what they, what they never understood before. But yet, when I came into the body of Christ, the church was so Levitical, now I can have an expression for it, I did not know what it was at the time. You know, why the church was so anti-business, anti-marketplace. As a matter of fact, you know, if you're not in full-time ministry, when I got born again, you are looked down upon as a second-class Christians versus against those who are the super spiritual, who are in full-time ministry. And yet, there was a part of me that cannot give up on business, couldn't give up. that There's got to be a marketplace expression of this kingdom that I'm now part of. Well, when I discovered the order of Melchizedek, that was the game changer. When I realized that Melchizedek was a king and priest, that means he had the ability to engage both the temple and the marketplace. All of a sudden, I could find shalom over this theological problem that I had for many years that was manufactured by the wrong doctrine of the church at the time because the church was so Levitical, because Levites were nothing but priests. They were temple priests. They, they worked in the temple. They lived in the temple. They died in the temple. You know, but Melchizedek order has people who have a dichotomy of ministry. 
they are able to minister in the temple, but they are able to take the, the, the Sunday morning God into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the public square and see God translated within that infrastructure as God would move within, within that infrastructure. How many of you know that God moves differently in the marketplace than he does in the church? He looks differently. As a matter of fact, you position God differently in the marketplace from the way you would position God in the church. Praise God. And understanding that has been immensely, immensely valuable to me in dealing with governments, business leaders, you know, educators around the world. It's been massively powerful for me to be engaged with these people. And the constant thing I get, how are you able to speak to all these different human areas of human endeavor? And I said, I never used to be like that. But when I understood the order, Mechizek, it changed my life. That's why I want to continue defining this priesthood for you, the definitions God gave me. And I already gave you two in the last broadcast. And I want you to watch it on YouTube if you missed that last broadcast. But I'm going to continue with definition number three. Uh, what is this order of Melchizedek? So the order of Melchizedek, write it down wherever you are. The order of Melchizedek is the eternal priestly ministry of Messiah or Christ before the virgin birth. I'll say it again. The order of Melchizedek is the eternal priestly ministry of Messiah or Christ. Notice I didn't say Jesus. I said Christ before the virgin birth because Jesus is how we Jesus is the name God gave the Messiah when he became enshrouded in the human body that could get tired that that needed to eat but before there was the incarnation David says in Psalm 110 the Lord said to my Lord you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek I'll never forget I'll never relent I'll never repent of this proclamation. You, second member of the garden, the heavenly father is talking to the second member of the garden whom we know as God the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You know, and in the Bible, and the word became flesh and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the father. But before that word put on flesh, he was a high priest even in his divinity. This explains why, why heaven had sanctuaries. The temple system does not begin on earth. There were temples in heaven. Lucifer was, an, was, a, was a worship leader in the temples of heaven. The sanctuaries of heaven, the Bible calls them. So you can't have temple, you can't have a sanctuary system without a priestly mean, without a priesthood that oversees the temple. So the order of Melchizedek is the eternal priestly ministry of Christ before he came to us in the virgin birth. Hallelujah. So in other words, he was a priest in his divinity before he became a priest in his humanity. And that's the order of Melchizedek. It's that priesthood that David saw by revelation and began to function in it while he was on earth. That's why David could build the tabernacle of David, for instance, where he put the Ark of the Covenant right in front of everybody. He didn't even put the Ark behind the veil. David became the first man to take the Ark of the Covenant out of the veil. He put right in front of the children and everybody. This was dangerous in Levitical order because nobody got, close, got that close to the, to the glorious Ark of God without dying. 
Uzza did was touch the ark when it was about to fall down and God struck him dead. That's how dangerous it was in that time to be that close to the ark of the covenant. So they placed it behind the veil. So that only the priests on Yom Kippur could go behind the veil and touch it and be around the ark of the covenant. Yet David, when David brings the ark back from the land of the Philistines, he does not take it back to the temple at Shiloh. The Bible says he put the Sukkot of David, a simple tent, a simple tent, and put the Ark of the Covenant where everybody could see. My God, and you know what's amazing? Nobody died. For 40 years, the Ark could be seen face to face by even little kids. On our service was amazing. God was in the house. Why did nobody die? Because David, by revelation, David had David had, had brought into the old covenant, he had brought into the old covenant New Testament grace. Literally, he collapsed time. He collapsed time because he brought here on earth what was already in heaven. See, David figured it out. God did not want to be a distant God from his children. What kind of God wants you to be far away from him? That's not who God is. He, God has always wanted intimacy with his children. We were created for intimacy, not distant. The social distance we're doing right now might work for coronavirus, but don't try it with Jesus. He doesn't want to be socially distant from you. He wants to be intimate with you because you are designed by God for fellowship and intimacy with God. Well, David was able to bring down the ark. And allow people to see it and not die. By revelation, he tells us in Psalm 110, he heard the, he heard the Lord say to the Lord, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And David knew if God is revealing to me, apparently he wants me to function in the priesthood. And he began to function by that revelation. And that's why God never judged him because it was not rebellion he was functioning from. He was functioning from revelation. That's what I want for you. Where you begin to function in the order of Melchizedek from a place of revelation. Watch God do things in your life he could not do before for the absence of this revelation that now God is bringing into your life. So once again, the order of Melchizedek is the eternal pleistry ministry of Christ before the incarnation. It's the eternal priestly ministry of Christ or the Messiah before he incarnated in the physical body as Jesus through the womb of a young woman by the name of Mary. Praise God. Now, why is that definition important? It's important because if the order of Melchizedek is the eternal ministry of Christ Jesus, eternal priestly ministry of Christ Jesus, it means nothing that happens to you in time can destroy what God intended for you to have from the realms of eternity. All you need is a priesthood that is already connected to what has already been done about your life that you have not yet experienced. And that priesthood of God is going to begin to open pathways in the realm of the Spirit for you to begin to experience what is already finished about your destiny here on earth. Praise God. I'm telling you, this is some powerful stuff that I hope you are getting. This is why the Bible has a lot to say about the priesthood of Melchizedek because it is important for you to understand this priesthood of Melchizedek is not a charismatic doctrine. It's not a Pentecostal doctrine. It's not a Baptist doctrine. 
It is the doctrine of the kingdom of God. It is the inheritance of everyone who's born again to function in the priesthood of Melchizedek. Because remember, as he is in heaven, so are we here on earth. Praise God. We're talking about defining the order of Melchizedek. What is this order called the order of Melchizedek? I'll give you another definition of the order of Melchizedek that the Lord gave me that we use in the school. And here, here it comes. The order of Melchizedek is the eternal priestly ministry. Is the eternal priestly ministry of Christ that synchronizes, synchronizes the activities of kingdom citizens both in the marketplace and in the temple. I'll say it again. The order of Melchizedek is the eternal priestly ministry of Christ that synchronizes. Like, you know, you sync. Sync technology is now very much available to us today. How, how platforms are syncing, phones are into syncing technology. So the order of Melchizedek is the eternal priestly ministry of Christ that synchronizes the activities of kingdom citizens both in the temple and in the marketplace. You see, the order of Melchizedek is truly a marketplace priestly ministry because even the appearance of Melchizedek, the first time he appears in the Bible, he does not appear to Abraham in the temple. He appears to Abraham at the, on, a, on a trading floor called the Valley of the Kings. It would be what you would call the Wall Street today. It will, it will be what you call the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. In other words, it will be the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. That's what the Valley of Kings, it's where kings met to trade, to write treaties of trade. That's why it was called the Valley of Kings. If a king was going to trade, it was going to be at the Valley of Kings. Okay? Because there was an, an atmosphere already created for trade, agreement for trade at the trading floor that was at the Valley of Kings. Melchizedek chooses that moment to appear to Abraham so Abraham can trade in the realm of the spirit for something much better than he can ever get here on earth. So, but Abraham was encountered by Melchizedek in the marketplace. So the, so the Melchizedek order or priesthood is the priestly ministry of Christ that, that seeks to synchronize the activities of kingdom citizens both in the marketplace and in the temple, or the temple and in the marketplace. Why? Because it's important that what you are doing for the kingdom is synchronized. That there is this continuity, uh, there is connectivity between what you are doing for the Lord in the marketplace and how it affects the church and vice versa. This has been the missing link in the body of Christ. A lot of the stuff that's happening on Sunday does not translate to Monday morning uh, at the workplace. Does not translate to Monday morning in the, in the business arena. Does not translate to Monday morning in the corridors of government. But that ought not to be the case. That's why Jesus, when he was ready to raise uh, uh, apostles, were going to become priests of a new order that he was bringing to the earth. He went to the marketplace. He found Peter and, and, and Simon. He found Peter. He found James. He found, he found Andrew, who are fishermen, and they are not called anything. And right in their marketplace vehicle of commerce, Jesus produces a miracle for them. Then says, follow me. Who would not follow a priesthood that can fix a business? This is the order of Melchizedek. 
It is the priestly ministry of Christ that synchronizes the activities of God's children in the marketplace and in the temple. Praise God. This way we begin to understand that, that in a priesthood that, that is this dynamic that synchronizes marketplace to the temple, temple to the marketplace, there is nothing unspiritual that you can do for God. In other words, your career as a doctor is just as important to God in the, in the priesthood of Melchizedek as the man at the pulpit who is preaching his, his lungs out. You know, it is important because you don't understand that some of the people you are operating on, on the operating table, in your, in your clinic, in your, in your hospital, are actually the next prophets or bishops or president of the country. So how can you say that is less important because after all it was a medical surgery? No, it was a surgery on a man or a woman who is going to take the future tomorrow. A man and a woman that will be very important in the economy of God and the affairs of nations when those people become what they are ordained, be, are ordained to be. This is what I love about the order of Melchizedek. It's, it's allowed me to be able to appreciate what this marketplace gene I've always had. It has allowed me to appreciate my friends, my brothers and sisters who are not, who are not preachers, but more God, are they good business people. As a matter of fact, some of them are actually overseeing more members or more workers in their business than those who come to some of our churches. Listen, Walmart itself probably has over 30,000 employees, if not more, maybe 50,000. Do you know how many pastors do you know are running a congregation of 50,000 people? Yet Walmart CEOs are overseeing, are overseeing that level of employees. Don't you think God wants to give them a word for their business? Don't you think if they are pastoring through the paycheck and the job they provide, 50,000 homes, families, don't you think God wants to give them a word for those people? I kid, I kid you not, he does. But you need to understand you are part of a priesthood that doesn't see anything wrong with that dichotomy. Actually, it bridges that dichotomy. You begin to understand that God cares about my career as a politician if that is what he has called you to. God cares about my work as a dentist if that is what he has called you to. Because all of a sudden, everything you do for God, for God under a priesthood of the marketplace, becomes spiritual both for the marketplace, it becomes spiritual by how that issue is used in the church or affects the church. That's why whenever I'm doing the school on the order of Melchizedek, I camp around this terminology, around this definition of the order of Melchizedek, because to me, I see light bulbs going on as people begin to understand that in the New Testament, we are part of a much higher and loftier priestly order. Praise God. It's a much higher priestly order. Everything you are doing for the Lord in the marketplace, everything you have acquired, can be used in one form or another by God to advance the kingdom and advance your testimony. It's no wonder God has been hovering over you because of what he has called you to do in the marketplace. That's why I love that definition of the order of Melchizedek. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, the order of Melchizedek has really been a game changer for me in so many ways. And I believe that when you as a pastor or as a believer... Add the order of Melchizedek to your body of thought, your body of theology. 
I really believe your life is going to take a turn. Your ministry is going to change radically because you're going to see things differently when you embrace this priestly order called the order of Melchizedek. The order of Melchizedek. Praise God. If you understand it, it will change your life. The final definition of the order of Melchizedek was given to me by a, an, a Hebrew, a, actually an Aramaic-speaking Jew. I never met any, Hebrew, any Jewish person who speaks Aramaic. It's an ancient language. Hebrew is more common than Aramaic. Well, he spoke perfect Aramaic. He was from Syria. He was a Syrian Jew. And I forget, we are sitting in a restaurant, and we had the order Melchizedek open up on the table. And finally, he stopped. He said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb you, but I never thought I would ever see Gentiles discuss Melchizedek. Do you even know what you are reading? I got interested. I, and when he, he told me he was a messi, he was a rab, he was he was a messianic, or a, a, a messianic Aramaic speaking Jewish person from Syria. I closed my mouth because I know when to speak up and when to shut up. I wanted to hear this man give me the understanding of Melchizedek from the Aramaic understanding, and what he told me gave me my final definition and has changed my life. He told me in Aramaic that he said, he says. The Melchizedek, the, Melchizedek, the Melchizedek order can be fully understood by saying it this way. It says Melchizedek in Aramaic is the king who comes among us to make everything right by telling the truth. I said again. He said in Aramaic, Meleki is the king or a consultant of stature. That you bring in a camp when there's a disagreement. And his job is to make everything right by telling all the parties in conflict what the truth is. When he said that to me, the Holy Ghost said to me, it's everything Jesus did. He was a king who came from another world. Things were broken. We were at each other's necks fighting over money, over idols. And the king came, put on flesh, began to walk among us, and he began to make everything right. He began to put everything right that had been broken. How? By telling the truth. Here's what he said. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. My God. What was Yeshua telling us there? He was telling us even then, I am your Melchizedek. I am the king who comes in your midst and makes everything broken right. By what? Not by pandering to you, by telling you the truth and destroying the deception so you can enter the truth. And in the covenant of truth, the fellowship of truth, what was broken by lies will be put back together. Saints, listen, I'm not out of a revelation. I'm just out of time. I'm looking forward to seeing you on our next broadcast. I hope you have been blessed by these two broadcasts on defining the order of Melchizedek. Visit my website, francismouse.com, and get some amazing products we have for you, including my book, The Order of Melchizedek, or some of our life-changing e-courses that are on my website that you can access 24-7 and enjoy the revelation right from your home. But as a student of the Dr. Francis Mouse, Shalom, shalom, praise God, amen.
Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at francismiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.